Glory to God. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. The only truly trustworthy, faithful one. 
never let you down, never lost the case. He's faithful. My God. My goodness. <laughs> he is his word. He is the word manifested, incarnated, the living word. My God. Woo. My God. Do you know your God? Man. My God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think he's in here now. Uh, we welcome you, Father. We bless you in this place today, Father. You've already taken care of the needs of every person in here. Oh, now you can worship him in liberty, faithfulness. See, you got to worship him in who he is. You praise him for what he's done, but you worship him for who he is. My God. Hallelujah. My goodness. It's in Jesus' name, Yeshua. Yahushua. Then we enter in. Y'all may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Do you know? Question is, does he know you? Can he find faith in you? My God. Oh, my goodness. If it's Thanksgiving, I mean, we should come out and be thankful. Now, that is one that we can participate in. The Puritans had that one right. My goodness. Oh, we can come in together today and worship God. I mean, see, it's like the body of Christ. It's like... Just any excuse, not together. Just any excuse not to come together. Any excuse, the doors are open. Some people across this nation, not here, but uh, other places abroad, they, they don't have doors to open. They meet in the bush. They meet in secret. Man. You see what's happening in China with the churches? Oh, we probably don't know. See, and if they're not registered, they come in and bulldoze them down. See, church here just fat and happy. Slothful, lazy. Those are our brothers and sisters. Whole church service, 120 degrees underground. Okay. Crying and happy just to get a Bible. Amen. And we won't pick ours up. Eight hour services. No intermission. <laughs> we, we, won't, we, we won't sacrifice anything. We won't come out and sacrifice. This is the word of God that's being delivered today. Amen. Oh, we're going to feed these natural bodies, but it's time to feed that spirit man. 
He's starving. Malnutrition. If you don't eat physically, what happens to you? First of all, you no energy. Body shut down. Body turned on itself, start eating itself. Mm. You can't eat spiritually one time a year. You can't eat spiritually one time a month. You can't eat spiritually one time a week. You can't eat spiritually one time a day. Right? Yeah, man. Goodness. I mean, this is what's happening. This is, this is how the, the spirit man perishes. It's not developed. Yeah? Okay. You try to perform your job and your duty with a lack of without the lack of food. What happens? You you shut down. You're lethargic. You you can't think right. You you know, you can't move fast enough. You you exert yourself, you get tired, you you get a headache, you know? Right? So what happens when the spirit man is starving? Hmm? So when the calamity comes, when the situation comes, we have nothing, we have nothing to feed it. That's on the positive side. Because if you feed fear, it's going to continue to stay and hover all around you. That, that, that straight cat. You feed it, it's going to keep coming. Right? You keep doubting, it's going to keep coming. You keep not believing, it's going to keep coming. You keep not trusting, it's going to keep coming. All right, that's not even in my message. Yeah. Amen. Amen. My question is, do you really believe? That's my question. Do you really believe God? Everybody in here, do you believe God? Hmm? Not man. That's easy to believe man. But do you believe in God? Is your job your source? Or is God your source? Hmm? We do? Is God, you, is God your source or is your job your source? You eat by your job? Or you eat by what you believe God said? Well, show up on time at your job. Stop calling in sick and you ain't sick. Okay, see. Go to Psalms 117. Just a little teaching we get here. back here on Sunday. Amen? Uh, yes, we're going to amplify. We're going to Psalms 117. This is going to be the amplified for you. Everybody okay? Yes, sir. I am. Everybody, I know we, everybody up? Everybody live? What's up, Mario? That's what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about, Mario. Amen. Glory to God. Ain't nothing like seeing a man come in with his family. Ain't nothing like that. 
Ain't nothing like a man. Listen, I didn't say a perfect man. I say a man coming in with his family. That's the image of God. Beautiful sight. Keep praying, Salah. Prayers of the righteous. Veil of much. The Bible said it's dynamic and it's working. It brings and yields tremendous power, dudamus. When you pray. Then add believe to that because you got to believe when you pray. If you don't believe, then you're not praying. Amen? <laughs> Stop being a natural man. Come on. Let's go. Psalms 119. No, excuse me, 117. You're in the right position, too. Amen. <laughs> uh, and so reads, this is the Amplified Classic uh, version. Oh, praise the Lord, all you nations. Mm. Praise him, all you people. For his mercy and loving kindness are great toward us. And the truth and faithfulness of the Lord endure forever. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Again. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by, amen. Let's hear it again. Oh, praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise him, all you people. For his mercy and loving kindness are great toward us. And the truth and faithfulness of the Lord endure forever. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, maybe it didn't hit y'all. Hit me right there in my kidneys. <laughs> For his mercy and loving kindness are great toward us. And the truth and meth and faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. I know it's a hallelujah, but it's really hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Okay. I know. Come to teach today just a little bit. Hmm. Okay. Y'all know it doesn't matter. We got about 72 dialects in the world, correct? That's languages. And there's only one word in every language that's the same. Hallelujah. It don't matter what language you speak. Mandarin, Portuguese, I don't care what language you speak. Russian, I don't care what you from Croatia, I don't care what language you speak. There's only one universal word. It's praise the hallelujah. Every language is the same. It's the same. Every language. My God, that's a powerful word. Hold on, hold on. That's a powerful word that you possess. I don't know if y'all heard me right then. That's a powerful word that you possess. No, we're not activating. Let's look about that. I'm just saying, this, this scripture, we, we probably haven't read this or went past it. But listen, I mean, a message need that to be lengthy to be effective. Some of the most powerful speeches in history have been unusually short. 
Let's see if we can do that today. <laughs> Psalm 117. It is the briefest of the Psalms inspired by the Holy Spirit. In addition, it is the shortest chapter in the Bible. Mm. Yet, it presents one of the most powerful messages in Scripture. To some degree, it's two verses summarize the entire Bible in two verses. Read it again. It says, oh, praise the Lord, all you nations. Praise him, all you people, for his mercy and loving kindness are great toward us. And the truth and faithfulness of the Lord endure forever. Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Wow. All the people of all the nations should praise the Lord because of his great love for humanity. Okay, all right. We're just going to break it down a little bit. We don't even know who wrote this particular song or what its setting was for this particular song. We don't know exactly who wrote it. I know y'all think song, y'all think, y'all think David wrote all the songs. No, he didn't. He didn't write all of them. Moses wrote some. Okay, all right. They don't even know with this particular one. But it but its purpose and message in this two little verses is clear. It is purely evangelical psalms. It invites the entire human race to praise the Lord. Entire. See, it prophesied. The word it prophesied its own self. Ultimately, it will it will find its fulfillment in heaven. This verse. When the redeemed of all ages and all the earth will praise the Lord through eternity. Mm. This is when you bear witness of the Lord. Y'all, we, we, not, we ain't got this now. Just two little verses. Uh, it calls, in verse 1, it calls everyone to acknowledge the Lord. Everyone, not just the Hebrews, not just the Israelites. It, everyone. In verse 1, it acknowledges, it acknowledges the Lord. Everyone is to acknowledge the Lord. No matter who you are, what color you are, how big you are, what size you are, it doesn't. All people should praise and honor and lift him up. All. All. That's what the verse is saying. We were breaking it down. That's in verse 1. Verse 2, there's an A and a B, shares the gospel. Listen, you have to share the gospel. The good news. All right, let's, 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 let's go back to two again. Read two again. For his mercy. For his mercy and loving kindness are great toward us, mm. and the truth and faithfulness of the Lord endure forever. Mm. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. There's something about that. Share the gospel with the good news. That's in verse, that's far in verse 2a. But verse 2b invites all to praise the Lord. There's an invitation. Verse 1 calls on everyone to acknowledge the Lord. All people should praise and honor and lift him up. The author extended the call to all Gentile nations. See, everyone to worship the Lord among Israel. Therefore, we, should, we can say accurately that Psalms 117 is a missionary psalm. 
It's a missionary song. Mm. This is powerful. This is the shortest chapter in the Bible. Two verses. Y'all hear this? Listen, I ain't got you long, so I need you to stay close, stay awake, all right? <laughs> this is a missionary song. In fact, Paul, see, now remember, Paul, only thing they had, they didn't have the New Testament. Only thing they had was what? The Tanakh, right? The Old Testament, right? This is what they had. If you want to call it that, well, you know, it's got a lot of names. This is what they had. So Paul, he cited them, that God loves the Gentiles. Where did Paul cite that at? Where did he say that? Romans 15, 11. I'll just read it. And the complete Jewish. It says, again, praise Adonai, all Gentiles, that all people praise him. No one is left out. You only choose to be left out. No one is left out. That includes the witch doctor. That includes the suicide. That includes the tarot card reading. Everyone is included. Mama, Pookie, everybody. No one is left out. No one is left out. Your father, no one. See, we don't, we don't value the good news and its saving power. Salvation, that's gonna, that will, that will uh, cascade me into the next part of the message that I want to get time permitting. Might just knock on the door. Anyway, listen to this. Everyone in the entire world should Praise the Lord. Everyone in the whole world should praise the Lord. The one true living God. All people in all nations should honor and lift him up. The Apostle John wrote, in an innumerable multitude worship God before his heavenly throne. This mammoth congregation which consists of all or people from every nation, every tribe, every people group, and every language. Isn't that something? You can go on Revelation 7, 9 and see what he, what he said there too. I like this, uh, this guy, James Montgomery, said, Here, there is a true Christian universalism. Not that all people will be saved regardless of the God they believe in. Rather, they should, or rather that all people may be saved through Jesus Christ. That's the only way. It's the only way. The Lord Jesus himself assigned us the task of calling the world to God through him. You have a task. Mm-hmm. We are responsible. That means you're going to take ownership. Amen. You are responsible for sharing the truth. Mm -mm -mm. That the Lord is the only true and living God. And that the only way to him is through faith in his son. 
This is your responsibility. That's why you need to come here so you can get your skills and know how to accurately communicate the good news. First, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I can't send you out without no power. Okay? You got to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of love. Tongues come with the Holy Spirit. Right? Everybody got a shoe in here. Your tongues, that look at the shoe. The tongue came with it, didn't it? You didn't get a separate, you didn't go out and buy me. Give me just the shoes and no tongues. Right? Tongues came with it. When you was born, you had a tongue. When you was born, you had a tongue. This is why when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's the first thing that he takes hold of is your tongue. Because I know it can speak cursing and blessing out of the same fountain. I need your tongue. You going to go witness of me? I need your tongue. Because I need you to be able to say what I say, not what you say. Oh, I got to get to that point before we get out of here. Oh, my God. Woo, you need baptism of the Holy Spirit if you're going to go out and be his witness. That's what he told him. Don't go anywhere. Don't do anything until you are filled with my spirit. First thing he asked, who were you baptized under? We get mad anyway. Oh, we got to do this thing. Okay, here we go. You're to share the gospel, the good news. God's great love for humanity and his truth are the cornerstones of the gospel. The good news of salvation. Remember that word, salvation, through Jesus Christ. We are not to let the world... uh -uh, we are to let the world know of God's sacrificial love so that they might receive his glorious salvation and worship him amongst us. Amen. He loves us so much. See, a lot of us, we don't know that the love of God. We, 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 say, we say that just like vicariously, just over the top. Yeah, God loves me. He loves me. Mm. Then you would be more faithful. Amen. If you knew that. Amen. If you knew that his love endures forever. I don't feel he's with me. His love endures forever. Okay. Everyone in every nation should praise the Lord. I'm going to keep saying it because of his great love for us. Us just don't refer to Israel. It refers to all the people of the world. The psalmist is addressing all the peoples of the nation. Merciful kindness is the Hebrew word chesed. This special word used throughout the Old Testament describes God's covenant love for his people. Okay? Here is a glorious truth. God's unfailing covenant love is offered to all people, not just the people of Israel. God's desire 
or he desires a relationship with all the peoples of all the nations. Okay? He offers his covenant freely to all who would believe in him. It's free. We don't value that. We just don't. That his truth endures forever. Every person in every nation should praise the Lord because his truth endures forever. God's truth, emeth, is his faithfulness, his trustworthiness, his dependable, depend, uh, dependability. That's a tough one. God is the same throughout the entire world. Y'all hear that? He is not one thing to one nation and something to another. In every age, in every place, he is evermore the same. He is stable. He's reliable. He's consistent. He's unshakable. He's faithful. He's unchanging. Sound like your father, don't it? Sound like it should be you. No, no, you created in his image and likeness. This should be you. He lives inside of you. God comes in. Buddha don't come in and live inside of you. Allah don't come in and live inside of you. But Yeshua does. He comes in and lives inside of you. No other fake God comes in, dies for you, and lives inside of you. And that's something. Because of these holy attributes, God's word is sure. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will stand forever. God will do everything he has promised to do. See, that sounds like so simple. But it's true. But do you believe it? Do you believe that he will heal your body? How hard is it for God to, to keep you employed? I mean, come on, for real, y'all. How hard is that? He created the cosmos. See, you need some of his characteristics. He's stable. Okay. I told you. He created in his image. Means character, right? Likeness means function, right? So you can function just like him. He's stable. So are you. When you say what you say, stand on it. Be reliable. I can count on you. You can count on him. Be consistent. Okay. The hand of the diligent make it rich. I want to go to the door back there, but if I just stand here, I'm never going to get to the door. You got to go to it. You have to do something. There has to be a corresponding action to your words. I will trust the Lord. So when the situation comes, you're going to have to trust the Lord. 
Lean on not, not into your own understanding. That's the problem. Don't put your trust in men. Don't put your trust in people. They'll let you down every time. Put your trust and your, and your, your love into God. And you will love men. See, but then you won't put... You can let me down, yeah? You can roll with me for a little while and then let me down. But it can happen. Be consistent. Uh-oh, be unshakable. You're unshakable because you're building your house on the sand. When you build your house on the sand... And the wind come, it's going to blow it down. It's not sturdy. It's not bet, built on the bedrock. Not a solid foundation. So when somebody say something to you, you tumble down. You know why? Because you built your house on people. And not on the word and integrity of God. This is how your feelings get hurt. Because you wear them like a badge. See my pride? See my pride? As soon as I address your pride, you get upset. Okay. All right. Be faithful. Be faithful to God. I mean, we, if I treat, if we treat my wife like I treat people I say I love or God, I mean, this would be, be over. It would. Be faithful to God in all things, the little things. Be faithful to God and stop changing. Be unchanging. One minute you believe, the next minute you don't. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get this right here. The great love of God is the, or, or for God, of humanity, is the foundation of truth and the truth of the gospel. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Truly, Jesus is not... Um, Jesus is not just set aside for a certain people. A lot of people think that. Okay? He's exclusive to the world. To everyone has access to him. Everyone does. In this message, the Lord God had commanded us to carry to the world, listen, that God loves all people. That's the best witness. And that he gave his son for their sins. This is the gospel, the good news of God's truth. We are to personally share it with everyone around us. And we are to participate in sending it to every corner of the earth. You have that capability right now. But when you do it, do it 
to it by the Holy Spirit. If you're working at your job, that's not the place. You look for opportunities. Hello? They paid you to do a job. Do the job. Okay? Do the job. But look for opportunities after you have prayed. See that? Who is it today, Father, at the job you want me to pray for? See, we think we got to just go up and tap them and say, you know, hey, how you doing? This is, do you know, Jesus. That's okay, but you got to do it at appropriate time. Amen. 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 But can't nobody stop me from praying in my cubicle for whoever I need to pray for. Can't nobody stop me from that. Right? Okay. All right, we almost got to get one more thing in here. And I told you about salvation, correct? I told you, hold that. Hold it right there, right? Let's see if we can get here real quick. Go to uh, 1 Corinthians. You're all that out of the one little, two little verses. Two little verses, 117. Isn't that something? Um, 1 Corinthians 15. One, since we're talking about salvation. That is the subject at hand. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> Three stages to your salvation. Three stages to your salvation. Okay. Most of us just don't really know what the gospel is. Come on, read right here. Verse 1. Go all the way to 8. Verse 1. Y'all want to know what the gospel is? Yes, I do. <laughs> That's fun. Verse 1, and now let me remind you, since it seems to have escaped you. <laughs> see that? See, I just told you. <laughs> see how Holy Spirit always talk to you? <laughs> let me remind you. He just, no, I didn't write it. I did write it, man. I did. I'm telling you, man. I didn't write it. I didn't write it. It's not in the book of Pastor Rod. Go ahead. But he liked to talk to us. Come on. Since it seems to have escaped you. <laughs> Brethren of the gospel, the glad tidings of salvation, which I proclaimed to you, which you welcomed and accepted, and upon which your faith rests, and by which you are saved, if you hold fast and keep firmly what I preached to you, mm. unless you believed at first without effect and all for nothing. For I passed on to you, first of all, what I also had received, the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One died for our sins in accordance with what the scriptures foretold. Mm. That he was buried, that he arose on the third day as the scriptures foretold. And also that he appeared to Cephas, Peter, then to the twelve. Then later he showed himself to more than 500 brethren at one time, the majority of whom are still alive, but some have fallen asleep in death. Afterward he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, the special messengers. And last of all, he appeared to me mm. also as to one prematurely and born dead, no better than an unperfected fetus mm. among living men. My God, hit nine one more while we're there. For I am the least worthy of the apostles, who am not fit or deserving to be called an apostle, because I once wronged and pursued and molested the, the church of God. Mm. Oppressing it with cruelty and violence. My God. 
That's the gospel. If y'all want to know what is the gospel, that's the gospel. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 8. That's what you believe in. They ask you, what, what, what is the gospel? Why, why do you believe? Go to that scripture. See, now you're going to have to study. See, now you're going to have to pay attention. Let's find out real briefly before we get up out of here. See, this is what was going on. See, I got to go back to Corinth. And uh, we was in Corinth on um, Tuesday, and we were talking about, um, uh, what was that part I was saying? Um, it was about, um, I got it in my notes here. I want to make sure I got it here. They were having some issues in Corinth. And uh, Corinth, um, what was happening here, the, the church was confused at this point about the resurrection. This is important. This is all in the gospel here. Therefore, the letter which the church had written to Paul, one of the questions had to do with the resurrection of the believer's body. Okay? Just follow with me. Some in the church were flatly denying the resurrection. Flatly denying it. Just, just like in the church, we flatly deny the gifts of the Spirit. Mm. Told you, nothing changed. They were flatly denying the resurrection. Some were apparently following false teachers and others in the church. Yeah, happened today. Okay. In the church. Some were following false teachers in the church. Spiritualizing the resurrection, saying it was already passed or else took place at the death. Mm -hmm. Rebelling against such an idea, claiming that it was scientifically impossible. Here we go. See, scientific. See, this is where you, this is where you mess up the believer. Because they believe the gospel of science. Don't y'all know science just leads you to God? That's what science is designed there for, for intellectuals who can't see. And then what I love now, most scientists are finding, you know what? You have to leave the natural and go into the supernatural for the physics to work. Hmm. For the physics to work, we can't stay in the natural realm. It, it don't match up. It don't work. Okay. See? Everybody believes science. Is, science is going to lead you to God, to the unseen. Here we go. Rebel against us on claiming that the scientifically impossible for a main, scattered, decomposed body to be raised in the act of recreation. They were denying his resurrection. This is part of the gospel. What is it in Romans chapter 10? You must first believe that he died and was raised. See, we don't know the gospel, a very simplistic gospel. His resurrection, very important to what you believe. Okay, we think it's Easter. Ah. <sighs> Istar is not. Here we go. See, we just let, we just let tradition teach us. 
Here we go. Paul answered them. He answered them real simply <laughs> like this. <laughs> I like Paul. The resurrection of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus proves that the resurrection of the human body. In fact, Jesus arose that all men in their full and, ca- and the complete person bodies as well as their spirit. This is what he said. In fact, Jesus arose so that all men in their full and complete persons, which is their bodies as well, as spirit could live forever. This is why he did it. The resurrection of Jesus, or of Jesus Christ, makes the resurrection of men absolutely certain. After establishing the fact, Paul deals with some very common issues uh, of this glorious truth. The first argument for the resurrection of the human body is in the gospel itself. The primary fact of the gospel proves that God can bodily raise a person from the dead. He raised up the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, perfecting the very same body he had possessed while on earth. Didn't quite look like him, but it was him. Once they saw it, oh, it was him. So you're going to get a new body, and it's going to look just like you. It's not going to be something totally different. It was Jesus. They recognized it was Jesus. He had a new body, but, it, but his features, everything was still the same. It was just glorified. So they could still see him and recognize who he is. My God, this is just important stuff, fundamental, foundational. But this is what we meant. He said, I got to go back. Man, I can't go too much. I got to stop. It's already looking at me. Can I close it? Hold on. Let me close it. I'll finish it up on Sunday probably. All right. All right. Here we go. I got I to gotta abbreviate. Okay. One last change. She's going to make me. It's hard up here, y'all. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. I got to get this in here. All right. Okay. <laughs> the gospel. The importance of the gospel, Paul says that he declares the gospel through the Corinthians church. Listen, the very same gospel which he already preached to them. That's what we're doing right now. This is significant. In fact, the word declare means to make known. Paul is not reminding the Corinthians of the gospel. He is again declaring it as though they had never heard it before. See, sometimes you got to come in here. I know you done heard church. You didn't know, but sometimes you got to come in like you didn't hear nothing. Amen. I need to set down a new foundation now to what's really going on. So Paul, Paul knew what was going on because I know what's in the church. You got, so you got some in here who are not believing. You got some in here who are following false teachers, right, sitting right here. That's when you go on the Internet and you start looking and seeing all these other things. And see, you're following false teachers. Self-taught. The internet is dangerous if you don't have no discernment. If you're not founded in the truth. Next thing you know, you'll be a preterist. Y'all know what that is? See? Who ever heard of preterism? God. That's why we had a teaching ministry. See, once you don't know and what you have a lack of, the enemy can use that. 
right? He can use that against you. So if you don't have knowledge of an area, if you are a believer, you should know, you should know how the enemy comes in with false doctrine. That's how he can come into the church. That's why you got churches doing yoga. Excuse me. Hot yoga. There you go. Christian yoga. No such a thing. It, it does. It does. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, could, I could go there. I could go there too. So preterism believe. They believe. <laughs> they believe that everything has already happened. He's already came. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. No, but they believe he's already came. And they go to scripture. See, you need to know your word. This is how he fools you. Next thing you know, you have a big onk hanging off your neck. Me too. See, we are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. You don't know the gospel. You don't know the foundation of the gospel. Preterism. They believe everything is already, the temple has been destroyed. There ain't going to be another temple. He's already came. It's done. I'll teach y'all on that. That's going to come in when we do apologetics. Okay? So we know all about these type of things. See, this is how the enemy can get you. Because you won't study. You got to study. Amen? At least be in a place that you know that they do study. Hello? There's only one gospel Paul is telling them this. Listen to this. He said, I've already preached you this. I'm going to declare it to you again as though you never even heard it. Proclaiming it though they had never even set before Paul. Making it known through that he had never, they had never knew it. Paul said, I'm going to preach to you like this. Again, like you never heard this. Because I need to erase all this erroneous teaching that you've been receiving. So listen. Some of the church were in danger of not continuing in the faith. They were denying the very hope and, and, and personal living in the presence of God for all eternity. When you deny the resurrection. Okay. See, it's like Jehovah Witness. When you go, they have this thing called the Lord evening meal. It's like communion. And he said, this is my body. Take this bread. This is my wine. This is my blood, right? I've been in the service of 500 people. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Nobody. 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 Everybody just passing it. What are you doing? You are denying my blood, my work, what I did for you. You're denying it. No one. You, only person can have it. If they call it, only person can take it is this 86-year-old lady who they said, this is the anointed one. Right. 500 people and nobody partakes of it. I seen one person when I grew up. And when they didn't take it, you're denying the works of the cross. You're denying the resurrection. You're denying that he rose. You're denying the gospel. Isn't that something? Yeah. 
You just standing up. I'm like, I said an hour, and I'm doing it. I'm done, but I ain't done, but I'm going to let you go. But I need y'all to see something, right? I need y'all to see the importance of us knowing the gospel, the real gospel of Jesus Christ, and how important it is for you to spread it, how it's important for you to eat it, how it's important for you to administer it, how important for you to live it. Amen? It's the good news. Glory to God. Teacher, are you happy today? <laughs> are you happy in the Lord? <laughs> Glory to God. Pastor, um, awesome. See, the word of God, we always have to give the word of God the honor and reverence that's due to it. We become too familiar and too comfortable with God till we no longer know God is God. Every day we need to be reminded that God is God. I'll keep saying it. We become too familiar with God. So much so that we cannot recognize him, Terrence, as God. It's just like you're talking about this other fellow that lived down the street. So when we speak about Psalms 117, and we speak about praising him because of his mercy and loving kindness, it's like that guy down the street did me a favor. See how we don't realize, some of us, what this hallelujah or hallelujah really means. Elder James, it links us, Pastor. Every time we say hallelujah, it links us to a divine God. Yes, it does. True. It links us to... It's an overpowering and overcoming, strong, unfailing love. Minister Brian, it's the strong hand of God. Murder. This is an unfailing, victorious love that's upon you. Amen. <laughs> it's a strong, unbelievable unfailing love that causes you to be victorious. This is not Joe down the street that's done your favor. Amen. Q, this is God. Amen. We are to, when we say hallelujah, you're boasting in his name. You're boasting in the greatness of God. Mm -hmm. And so when you boast in his name, Elder, when you say hallelujah, it brings a shine of gratitude. Yes, it does. See, in Hebrew, it's a shine. Mm -hmm. It's a shine. It's just not, yeah, he's good. It's Joe that did me a favor. 
is a shine of gratitude. It links me. This is why he commands us to praise him. Because it keeps you linked to him. Amen. See, we, we just, this is what we're doing. We, we just sitting on him. Sounds about right. He's good. Yeah. I talked to him today. We prayed. Me and my wife with kids. We we talking. Yeah. He's all right. There is a time Amen. that each and every one of us see, we keep forgetting. That's what he said. That's that your mortal body. It's decaying day by day. And it is the mercy of God and his loving kindness that has permitted you. I don't understand how we can just chill on God. <laughs> we just, and the, the, the claps are just so soft. It's, it's just, a, I mean, when, I wonder if someone hand you a billion dollars. You know, and for the kids, the, the new shoes, the new outfit, or you get to be into a NFL or something that you think is great, how would you respond? You get that job and all that money and everything that you've been waiting for. I mean, well, I mean, what then? Because your body is still gonna decay. I, I didn't get to go to that other day. You right in my spot. Day by day, he's doing, but my my spirit is being renewed. But that body. It's supposed to be down a shine of glory because you're boasting in the Lord. So when are we going to get this? Every day as if you never passed, have never heard of the gospel. But as we close, we're going to hear all your talk and your chatter. You're going to be excited again. You get all your energy again. All the energy. Our hallelujah It links us Us boasting in his name This is why The Jews Didn't quite They didn't quite understand But they had such a fear Minister Brian They had such a fear They wouldn't say his name Or spell it out That was wrong because he wants you to say his name. However, it was such a fear and reverence of his holiness and his greatness that how can we even speak a name so great? And we can freely do it in straight chilling on the music. It's Joe down the street. But let you get a house, a car, dog, a cat, I don't know, whatever you love. 
You boast in it, don't you? You want to go show people. Are you showing them Jesus? I when you do you have on your phone showing look at look at my Jesus. Or just look at my cat. My new app. <laughs> or I look at my new app. Are we showing Jesus boasting the Lord today? Amen. So welcome ministry apps. All right, man. Praise God. Amen. Hey, look, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity, sir. It's an opportunity to sow a seed. Amen. Amen. Always have something to give God. I'm just saying, if you haven't given a praise clap or a shout, you can bring some monitor. You can help them out. Don't make, I, I will never, don't ever make your your tiny offering, you know, a sacrifice. Just do it part of your stewardship. Amen? My God. Praise him. And, um, well, we, we could do the altar call if you need. If you need Christ in your life, if you don't know Christ, this is the time to get to know Christ. You can welcome, we can welcome you into the kingdom. The Bible says that when one just one person gets saved. All the angels are rejoicing. All you got to do is repent. Turn from your wicked ways. Come on up. You need prayer. I'm trying to let you out. If you need prayer, I know some of you got your turkeys probably still in the oven. I love turkey, y'all. But I love the word more. Amen. Sickness in your body, this is the time to come. Amen. It's time to come. You're in a backslidden state. God said, I'm married to the backslider. I like what he said. He said, I'm going to bring it the good news, the gospel, like you never heard it before. I know I done laid it down like I know I can. But he said, I'm going to do it all again like you never heard it before. So what is he saying to us in Corinthians? What is he saying? You know, what is he saying? I know the word is there. There's some people who really believe. But there's also some people in there who don't. So the ones who believe, I can count on you to be strong, to help me with the ones who don't believe. Amen. Declare it. Declare means to make known. Amen. Hey, you got sickness in your body. Declare it. Make that body, make that sickness be known that, hey, I know God. Amen. But you're going to have to say something. You got to open your mouth. My God. Man. Don't teach them. We're going to lay it down like they never heard it again. say this, this prayer all over again. I'm going to make sure that I believe. I want to go into that resurrection. There's so much in that resurrection, y'all. What it shows. Amen? My God. We almost...
there's no service on tomorrow. Amen. All right. <laughs> you want to stick to the schedule. And uh, but Sunday, right here, eleven o'clock. You want to get some people like say, I just got in. The doors get locked at eleven o one. Can y'all stand to your feet? Ah, let me see here. Come on, man. Man of God, full of faith. Faith. Is dead without works. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We bless you, Adonai. We praise you. We lift your name up as high as we can, Father. We just love you and we thank you so much. There is so much to be thankful for. There is so much to be thankful for, Father. We thank you for healing. We thank you for increase. We thank you, Father, for just being you, for just being you in our lives. There's so much to be grateful for. So we love you. We can we cannot say thank you enough. If I had 10,000 tongues, I could not praise you enough. I could not elevate your name enough, Father. And so we thank you right now. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you for life and health. We thank you for our family. We thank you for our jobs. We thank you for our pastor and our teacher. We thank you for our ministry. We thank you for our children, our spouses, Lord God. We thank you for our vehicles. We thank you for your protection, for your wisdom, for your divine understanding being imparted to us, Father. We just love you and we thank you so much. We thank you so much. We thank you. 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 And most of all, Lord, we thank you for going to that cross. We thank you for taking those nails. We thank you for taking the spear. We thank you for the lashes. We thank you, Lord God, because you could have gotten down. You could have gotten off that cross, but you didn't for our sake. So there's an eternal thank you in my heart that I don't have to go to hell. And I don't have to see my family go to hell. And I don't have to see my friends go to hell because you died for them. I thank you, Lord. Your grace, your mercy is forever. It is forever. It endures to the end of the age. So we love you. We bless you, Father. We lift you. And as we depart to our separate uh, our homes, Father, wherever we go to partake in what I know has to be great food today, <laughs> we just ask for your protection over our, our homes, our vehicles, Father, our children, Father. We always ask for protection over our youth, Father, over their minds, Father, over, uh, over their bodies, Lord God. Just thank you for the protection around them, Father, the hedge of protection that you've erected around them. We thank you for the spirit going before us always, Father, so that when people encounter us, they do not encounter us first, Father, but they encounter Jesus. And so we thank you right now, glory to God, that you have made a statement with our lives, glory to God, of the saving and healing power of Jesus of Nazareth. So we thank you, Lord. And Father, as always, it is unto you who is able to keep us from falling, 
and present us faultless before the presence of your glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power.